dumb assery. <coughs> Alright, so I've been dragging my feet on this for months. I said I wanted to get rid of my smartphone. I said I wanted to live a less stressful life. Nothing was convincing me that that was going to happen. I have an addictive personality. As I speak, there's seven Domino's boxes around my naked body. But something happened really over the course of about a week that caused me to make the plunge and get rid of my my smartphone. I downloaded TikTok. That's not, in essence, what did it. But I mostly use the For You page, which is just random videos thrown at you decided by some sort of algorithm. And for whatever reason, I guess because TikTok knows me very well, but I've started getting one in five videos being a different mentally challenged, this is not a joke, a different mentally challenged man with Down syndrome, either staring at the camera for seven seconds or dancing wildly to the song in that Applebee's commercial or some variation of. There's a, an explosion of retards on this app that they keep showing me. And the comments are all very depressing. It's all people acting like they're friends with the, with the retard, but they're really being very mean to the retard. Like they'll comment on a video of a, a, a poor young man doing the cha-cha, and they'll say something like, Yo, man, my girlfriend's on this app. <laughs> Please. They'll be like, yo, chill, you're gonna steal my girl. I mean, just like, just like, just like, you know, jokes, but, I mean, what are we doing? If you look at it from a, if you step away from the phone for a second and you think about what's happening here, we, we've taken truly helpless people and given them instantaneous access to being fucked with by literally anyone. And it's so fucking depressing. And there's also... Apparently, these people with Down syndrome are very good at imitating archetypes of specific people. And when I, when I say archetype, I mean, there's certain types of people, right? Certain personalities. They seem to mimic them very well in terms of, in terms of fashion, in terms of uh, mimicking of the movements. I mean, there was this one man with Down syndrome that has imitated the look and movements of a fuckboy down to the minuscule details. Like he's rubbing his hands and he's like licking his lips to some 2000s R&B song in this TikTok in, in his room, in his bedroom. <laughs> and it's like, you had to learn that from somewhere. <laughs> where, where did you learn this? Blown away. Blown away. Because I, there's redneck retards. There's hip-hop retards, gaudy amounts of jewelry. I mean, they're all clearly copying some sort of personality that they must have picked up from somewhere. But the reason these videos get popular, I don't know if you've seen them, but they just get popular because people are, I guess, fascinated with this concept. And I guess I got fascinated too by this world I've been sucked into of mentally challenged men creating dance videos. And I kept seeing these fucking videos. Look, power to them, right? These guys have fun. They just do their thing, man, and enjoy life. But it was 3 a.m., and I'm laying in bed, and I'm watching a man with the IQ of a grape shake his ass to Black and Yellow by Wiz Khalifa, and I said, what am I doing with my life? Why am I doing this to myself? Why am I doing this to myself? Certainly my time could be better spent. 
it convinced me that I have to get rid of my smartphone. The algorithm has showered me with videos of retards loving life, and I should be the one out there loving life. But no, instead I'm, I'm sitting in my bed watching them do it. And that's what convinced me. Went out and I bought myself a Nokia, a Nokia flip phone, and uh, yeah, man, it has snake on it. It has snake on it, which I'm excited about, actually. So we'll see, man. You know, if it improves my life, if it improves my, my health mentally and perhaps physically, I hope it does. Because if it doesn't, then that means that there's something wrong with me internally, and it's not from an external source. And that'd be terrible because then it means I would have to put in some sort of work to better myself. That sounds, that sounds like a waste of time. Dumbassery. Well, apparently Tom Brady is actually gay. Because he's fucking my ass with this bet. As you know, I have money on Tom Brady consummating a relationship with Charlize Theron at 3,300 to 1 odds. But news just keeps coming out that makes me question whether I was right to make this bet. No retirement in my future. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. No retirement. That's how he ended his most recent press conference. I made the bet before... He made it clear that he wasn't going to be retiring. My bet hinged on the fact that he would retire and he would have nothing to do with himself and he would be bored and he'd want to be an actor. So he'd find Charlize Theron and fuck her silly and then he'd get in like Guardians of the Galaxy 7 or something. All right, that was my, that was my plan. And he's screwing it up for me. This guy, this guy's an animal. I mean, he's got five years at least more to play if he wants it. The way I see it, if he keeps playing, now that Giselle is gone, he's going 5 million percent into football. He's not going to have time for a secondary woman. I mean, the Bucks are bad this season. They're not good. They're like 3 and 4 right now, but I, I feel like that's only more evidence that Tom Brady's not going anywhere. He's not going to allow himself to go out on a low note. He's not going to allow himself to leave. So what that means is I've got to wait five years in my head, to, to even see this come to fruition. And by then, Charlie's throne may be dead or ugly. He finally, he apologized for saying that starting an NFL season is like the deployment to war. But here's the thing. He, he really thinks that. It really takes that kind of a mental toll on him as a person. So for him, that's not a bullshit statement. As fucking crazy as it sounds and is. And listen... Charlize is not a second-class woman. She's not a second-class citizen. She would demand the, the best from her mate. She would demand his full attention, I have to imagine. She's got those spindly South African legs that lure you in and trap you. So I, I don't see how you can do football and Charlize Theron. Tom, listen, you're probably eight, 18 concussions deep. Your kids hate you. Your ex-wife talks funny. At this point, all you have is football. And I, if you're if you're not going to retire after this season, I, I don't see you remarrying in the near future. I mean, now that you're older, now that you're 45, you're going to need to put even more focus on conditioning and training. There will be no time for Charlize. So, as of now, the bet doesn't look great. I had real high hopes for it, not not but two weeks ago, but now I don't feel great about it. Listen, we'll stay on it. But these are the parameters that we're now in, so we've got to be positive.
I read a book the other week about being positive. It was a shit book. But the idea of being positive is something I've got to do here. I've got to I've got to imagine that listen, maybe Charlize is getting older and she'll allow her new boyfriend Tom Brady to ignore her and spend most of his time playing football. And then and so they will get together. That's the, that's now what I have to envision. Tom, you sneaky snake. You sneaky snake. I need that $1,600 more than you need another year of football. Just know that, Tom. Dumbassery. The McRib is back. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. It's the best. I love it. I like to think I'm above marketing. I like to think I can see through the tricks of the trade. But goddammit, if I don't get hyped when the McRib farewell tour comes around every single fucking year. It's so good, man. We, we only need to get off our high horses, brother. I go, I go for no pickles. Like, it's controversial, but I'm not a fan of the pickle. It's it's too strong a flavor. It, it overpowers any sandwich, to me. You know? Look, it, it, I know, it's egregious in every way. It's, it, it is it is low-class food, but as you know by now, brother, to me, that's, that's the highest you can get. All right. The top three most egregious fast food items in history. Number three, the McRib, like I said. The McRib meat is the furthest thing away from meat that can still legally be called meat. But you could slather a shoe with that McRib sauce, and I would eat it. No problem, pal. Number two, the Double Down from KFC. You remember this? It was literally two fried chicken patties instead of bread with bacon and cheese and a special sauce in the middle. I mean, you look at this sandwich, and it's like, we want our people to die. But look, look, I'd rather live 45 delicious years than 80 years eating celery, okay? And I'm well on my way. I don't know what obese genius came up with fried chicken for bread, but I, I would take my rascal scooter over to his house and high-five him personally. Number one, the triple baconator. You know... This is what I don't get about a sandwich like the triple bacon air. My mouth isn't even big enough to eat it properly. You have a small mouth. I'm not afraid to admit it. Listen, it's a little bit embarrassing. But when it comes to sandwiches, I'm deadly serious. And from a critical point of view, the triple baconator is is physically impossible to eat as a normal sandwich. If your sandwich is so gluttonous that I, a giant fat man have to tap out on it because it's too large for me to fit in my fucking fat mouth, then you've truly done something incredible. I've heard of people getting quadruple baconators. I mean, listen, at that point, we're just flexing our desire to die, you know? So I think those are the, the, the most gluttonous items that I can think of, at least in recent memories, from the big chains. But to me, the McRib holds a special place in my heart because absence makes the heart grow fonder. And the McRib makes the ass grow fatter. Salute to McDonald's. I will be there tomorrow. Ordering two, probably. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh... I mean, that's really one of the most... To me, like, that's the most anticipated fast food item, usually, of the year for me, is the McRib. Because I, I feel like American fast food chains don't come out with a ton of great new shit anymore. It's kind of repetitive now. Like, as funny as this sounds... If I'm ever going to go to a new country, one of the first things I'll do is check out the fast food options there. 
okay, well, it sounds stupid. Why would you want to go to fucking Wendy's in Mexico or KFC in Canada or whatever? I mean, the, the actual variety of the menu and the menu changes are actually really cool, man. They're actually kind of dope. Like, other countries get fucking cool shit, man. Like, speaking of McDonald's, I know earlier this year, Australian McDonald's got a creme brulee McFlurry. Like, why would you not bring that to America? I mean, that sounds fantastic. Why did the Australians get to have it? Why did the Australians get to have something so cool and, we, we, and we're stuck with the same Oreo McFlurry for 20 years? If only I was this passionate about politics or the environment, maybe I could do something with my life. It's a trip to even look at the foreign menus of, of these places. Like, McDonald's in Italy, you can get Parmigiano Oregano snack, which is literally pocket cheese. It's a bar of real Parmigiano in a single serving package. I mean, that just seems pandering on the next level. All right, boys, we're expanding into Italy. And what are these Italians like? They walk around with cheese in their pants, right? That's the thing that they do. All right, let's go for that. Good meeting, boys. That's brilliant. I would love to try the Italian pocket cheese at, at McDonald's. That's fucking ridiculous. They actually advertise it as pocket cheese. Pocket cheese where I come from is something different. Semen. Um, Italian McDonald's also has olives. <laughs> olives with a soft meat filling? That sounds horrendous. Holy shit. It looks and sounds horrendous. And actually, we have a late entry into the most gluttonous fast food items category. And interestingly, this comes out of Canada. Now, I always thought Canadian people were relatively skinny. Although, considering the harsh winters, it makes sense that there'd be a lot of fat people in Canada, you know, staying indoors, away from the cold. It makes sense, actually. Um, even though I thought they were above being being obese. It turns out that something like one in four Canadians are obese, and even more are overweight, which is interesting. But the reason I bring that up is because Popeyes, Popeyes Canada, is launching a 300-piece nugget meal at select locations in Canada. This is a, an article from Daily Hive by Hannah McLean. Chicken nugget fans, we've hit the jackpot. The mega meal is available at select restaurants in Alberta, Manitoba, and Ontario. 300 pieces. 300 nuggets. Canadians love the authentic Louisiana flavors and culinary mastery that Popeyes provides, and demand for our product has led to the opening of many new restaurants across the country, said Rob Manuel, general manager of Popeyes Canada. He continued, To show our appreciation, we're going to kill them with enough nuggets to feed the DeSantis migrants. Um, maybe it's different in Canada, but... I've been to Popeye's more than the average person, and they have literally the worst customer service. They are the hands-fucking-down worst fast food restaurant when it comes to getting your order correctly, getting it in a timely manner. They're really bringing out a 300-piece meal. It's going to take these motherfuckers 300 hours to get you the meal. That's a bold move, brother, from Popeye's. 300 pieces. Look, I, 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 I think I'm a, I think I'm past my days doing this, but once upon a time, bro, like if I got high, I could pack away these fucking nuggets, bro. They're pretty small. I, I'm, I'm thinking 150 by myself. I, I could pack away on a really snowy day in Canada. I could pack away half, half of what they're offering here. That's, and I wonder what the price is going to be. 
like 90, I'm going to say like 100 bucks. They're going to go like 100 bucks on it. I mean, that's really spectacular. I mean, but you talk about gluttonous. Apparently, it's a it's a three-day exclusive, but but I, I don't think I've ever seen a quantity larger than that in any fast food restaurant in America even, which is funny. Because we're the, we're the obese capital of the of the world, pal. We're number one. <laughs> yeah, that's a late entry and uh, a welcome one. We need more of that shit in America. Just give me like, like seriously, just give me the option to have like, to buy like 600 McNuggets or something. You just give me that option. I'm not saying I'd ever do it, but this is America and I'd like to have the option. You know, like when you keep a boy or a girl on the hook when you're already in a relationship. You know, you'd like to have the option. Dumbassery. Hey, not for nothing. I think I could take Kanye in a fight. He was on the Lex Fridman program and uh his outfits are like trans wealthy i mean he looks like he just came from a house painting job i don't know he doubled down on, on his bullshit kim k tweeted something about don't hate the jews i mean i appreciate the sentiment i guess how about this kanye go like one day without embarrassing your children fucking nut adidas just dropped kanye it only took them two weeks to figure out that maybe I'm saying that he's going to go DEFCON on Jews is maybe not something you want to be associated with. Somebody told me that Adidas was actually founded by Nazis and founded by a dude named Adolf, which is fantastic. I, I love that. Like, I when I heard that news, bro, I put on a full Adidas outfit. I'm talking the Adidas sweats, Adidas sweatshirt. Here's why. Can you imagine the reaction Mr. Adolf Adidas would have if he saw a fucking money grubber like me decked out in his brand? And it's also why I love drinking Fanta. Every sip fights anti-Semitism. Dumbassery. Good segue into the hate bracket, though. We've reached the hate finals. For those that are new, uh, the hate bracket was born from the question, is there anybody worse than Dr. Phil? Thought about it, wrote down the first ten names that came to my head, and I put them in a bracket, and I had them face off. And it was a really fantastic series. We're now down to the finals. A quick recap. In the very first round, the one-seed Hitler beat out the eight-seed K-Fed. You know, that was a tougher matchup than I expected. K-Fed really kind of sucks. (laughs) And then uh, the white women of Twitter, the five-seed, beat out the four-seed Mel Gibson. And the white women of Twitter eventually lost to Hitler, who's now in the finals. Then, of course, the the three-seed Taylor Swift lost to the six-seed Max. And Steve Jobs beat Edward Bernays, the father of public relations, in the first round, but then lost to Max in the semifinals. And so now here we are, in the finals, Hitler versus Max, the kid I got into a fight with in elementary school and then subsequently a few years later during a football game. Let's start with Hitler. You know, uh, interesting fact about Hitler, he actually has production credits on College Dropout, but you know what, he really likes a lot of Kanye's newer stuff too. Dumbassery. Anyway, last round, when I was goofing on Hitler, I played this crazy British documentary called Hitler's Secret Sex Life. And, like, a lot of it wasn't even really about his sex life. Like, there was some great bits about how he kept shitting everywhere. It was fucking hilarious. But I said that I would get to the sex stuff. Here's some of the funnier shit. I mean, it's all sensationalist, but I love the idea that Hitler did all this shit. Because, I, I mean, listen, he might have. I wouldn't put it past him. After the war, Ava's hairdresser was questioned under oath. He swore she told him no coital activity ever took place between them. This was backed up by Ava Brown's gynecologist, who said her vagina was so narrow that sexual intercourse would have been excruciatingly painful. In her diary, she wrote, 
He uses me only for certain purposes. Nothing else is possible. But Ava did have her needs. And what she did next suggests Adolf Hitler couldn't satisfy them. She lobbied Hitler's personal medico, Dr. Theodore Morell, to give the Fuhrer something to jumpstart his sagging libido. US military records show that the medication Morell gave him was testoviron. Its active ingredient, bull semen. That's such like a next level insult. Like small brain is, hey, your wife's got a loose pussy. No, no, no. Big brain is, actually, your wife's got a super tight pussy. But that's only because you're not a man enough to fuck it. I love it. I also love the incredibly dramatic music. Dun, dun, dun. Hitler got cucked out by ball cub. It's ridiculous. But you know what? No sympathy. No sympathy for Ava Braun. Okay, she was complicit. And, uh, you know, maybe her punishment was that she had to be around Adolf all day. So, you know what? Uh, she's a wash. You know what, dude? He was doing meth. He was doing bull semen. Hitler was kind of a party, honestly. Many believe the only way Adolf Hitler found gratification was when he took a submissive role in sexual encounters. One of the most famous German actresses of the day, Renata Muller, was an unfortunate witness to this. When Hitler became a regular visitor to film sets, after he met American-born German movie producer and director, Alfred Zeisler, ask him to send actresses over to join him at the Chancellery. After one evening at Hitler's apartment, Renata told her producer Zeisler a shocking and disturbing story. Zeisler claimed that Hitler had begged Renata to kick him while he lay on the floor. She finally gave in to his wishes and kicked him, and kept kicking him as he begged for more. He became more and more excited, and finally climaxed by masturbating in front of her. He then thanked her warmly for a pleasant evening. Hitler being into domination actually makes a lot of sense to me. I can totally see him like putting on a Star of David armband and being like, Yes! Kick me like the Jew I am! And getting off to that. Jesus Christ. Dude, what if the entire Holocaust was just a huge, horny S&M party for Hitler? That would be a wild revelation. Not long after that, Renata Muller fell to her death from the upstairs window of a sanatorium during a visit from the Gestapo. No one knows if she was pushed or if she jumped. Maybe she was kicked. Ramata wasn't the only woman to experience Hitler's extreme appetites. His 23-year-old half-niece, Geli Raubal, with whom he had had a relationship for six years, found herself on the receiving end of Hitler's darkest sexual urges. Strasser claimed to have heard the story from Gelly herself, and he didn't hold back. He said Gelly had told him that Hitler demanded things of her that were simply repulsive. Strasser asked her why she didn't just sleep with her uncle, and her explanation was shocking. Gelly told him that Hitler made her undress, squat over his face, 
And when he became sexually excited, urinate on him. And that gave him sexual pleasure. That her uncle's warped preoccupation contributed to Gelly's demise. She died soon after she spoke with Otto Strasser. She was found in Hitler's apartment with a shotgun wound to the chest. The official cause of death was suicide. But many doubted the lively young woman would have taken her own life. I don't know. I'm going to call bullshit on that. If I had to piss on Hitler until he fucking came, kill myself too. Like <laughs> He had the room, her room locked up. Nobody was allowed to enter and he was reputed to go in there once a year on the date of her death. After she died, her portrait hung by his bed. Hitler, the pedophilic, incestuous, piss-eating Kanye fan. God, I love this fucking documentary. Holy shit. Y you know what, man? Honestly, in, in light of this whole, like, Kanye shit, I, I, I was going to tell the story about how when I got to college, I had this roommate, and Max stole his girlfriend. And it was really fucked up and all that. But <laughs> honestly, man, like... For whatever reason today, I'm I'm not feeling so angry towards Max like I have in the past on this show. Like, all of my contempt is being taken up by uh, the, the, the pedophilic piss eaters, allegedly, Hitler and Kanye. <laughs> and so, they've actually brought me closer to Max. And therefore, I think in a surprise twist, we have two winners of the hate bracket. Hitler... And the write-in, Kanye, my children are ashamed of me, West. What a fucking finale. Holy shit. Put it in the history books, folks. Dumbassery.